0: Uh, I'm back. It's me. Oh, we starting? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I always like how we start the show and that I don't actually know if we've started the show. Do you think I would know by now after like 40-some episodes or however long we've been doing this?
0: I keep tricking you.
1: You do. You make. You mix it up every time and you keep it fresh. Keep it fresh for the listeners like, like produce. Because we're going to produce something cool tonight.
0: Well, speaking of producing something cool tonight... um. I was I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts recently rebranded. Oh yeah. Instead of instead of The Comics Dash, now it's The Comics Bash, and they just keep complaining <laughs> about Batman. <laughs> um but on the comics podcast, you guys uh somehow you got on a tangent and you're talking about Conker's Bad Fur Day. Yes. And Jean-Luc asked a really valid question of like do, do you like it just because you liked it when you were 12 or is it actually good? And That's
1: a really difficult
0: question to answer. It, it is a difficult question to answer, and and you guys talked about it for a bit, but I was thinking about it, and it's like, the stuff that I liked about it, because I played it much later anyways, like I was 20 or something when I finally sat down and played it, but it's like, when when I sat down and played it, the vulgar jokes and things are funny, but what kept surprising me is how solid the gameplay is. Like people keep talking about Banjo Kazooie, and they want Banjo Three, and Ukulele was disappointing because it wasn't as good. And it's like you know, Conquer was just as good a game as Banjo, but it also had this really smart like parody critique of every single game that was coming out.
1: Yeah, it and really, I feel um, like we
0: need that right now. <laughs> I'd be fine with that. Uh, yeah. I- I always really,
1: you know, I can think of back to that game. I feel like every level level is very memorable because you're doing something different all of the time. Um, but also... And it had that contact-sensitive button, so you could just have any kind of gameplay you wanted, and it was built into the, the world.
0: And it wasn't just, like, memorable levels. It was, like, the, it explained itself. Like, every bad guy was justified. Like, you understand why they hate you, and you kind of hate them for a reason, and it wasn't just, like, here's another bad guy... It's like the characters belonged in that world, yeah. And that's that's I think what was most frustrating about Ukulele is that like it was just a bunch of very random characters, and you just see them pop up on any zany world, and it's like, eh.
1: Yeah, I, I had heard mixed things about Ukulele, mostly negative.
0: I don't know. So I miss uh, I miss Conquer.
1: Yeah, I I have uh, I, I got Rare Replay for Christmas like two years ago, and I still haven't fucking taken it out of its cellophane to to play that game. And I keep meaning to, and then I do something else because it has been a few years since I've played it. And the last time I did play it was was a ROM uh, with mouse keyboard because my Nintendo sixty four doesn't work anymore. And I could get I, I could get through everything but the last boss because you you couldn't do the spin thing to throw him. And so I oh, had right. to I had to stop there and watch that on YouTube.
0: I get I think I got stuck on the uh, the zombie level where you have the shotgun.
1: That was really, really hard to do with mouse, or not with a mouse, with a keyboard.
0: Yeah. Like, I, the, like the arrow keys, but I, I did
1: manage to figure out how to do it, and it involved a lot of, like, walking backwards, and then, like, slowly aiming higher until you're in headshot mode.
0: Yeah, I think I want to, like, try again and, and get my, my PlayStation controller, like, actually set up.
1: Yeah, I think, I still think that game's pretty brilliant. I I, I mean, the humor really still works for me. I'm, I'm an immature piece of shit. But I really like how varied it is, you know. From uh, I mean, the the whole Saving of Ryan th- thing, like the the joke is kind of old because that movie's really old. But shooting Nazi teddy bears isn't ever not funny. It's always funny. That's I, I don't know if I grammatically did that right. Well, and it's also just
0: it's fun that like he gets drunk and then pees. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I know that's immature, but it's also this kind of, like, timeless, you know what? Yeah. I feel like it's really more relatable, too, now that I'm older and I actually drink. It's
1: like, man, I get drunk and I gotta pee real bad.
0: It's like, wait, it's all coming together.
1: <laughs> yeah. I still remember, though, like, we rented that game and my parents were kind of, like, iffy on it. And then because of the M rating. And then they watched us play it, and they thought it was just really funny. And it's like, yeah, this humor is not for you, but also this game's really funny, so keep playing.
0: They learned that the M rating means mmm, that's good.
1: <laughs> I don't think they, I don't know if they really cared that much. And then when they saw, it, it was just like, oh, it's just really cartoon violence and some swearing. I, like, I don't know. They they
0: never cared too much about stuff like that. I like the really cute uh, caveman giantess. Oh yeah, I think that's fun. I saw some, like, really cute fan art of her, like, petting Conker oh. that was like, you know, this could be in an official art book or something. Like, it. W- whenever I see someone reference Conker's Bad Fur Day, it really makes me angry that they've never made a sequel. Like, even attempted it.
1: I, I know they they had, um, Chris Siever, who does the voice of Conker, they had, like, ideas for a sequel. Um, and narratively, like, it was gonna start off where you're. they basically had a coup, and instead of killing you, they... They t- took your crown and throw you in jail and then, like, put a, you know, a ball and chain on you. And so you break out of jail, but you can't get out of the ball and chain. So the whole gameplay was going to revolve around, like, lugging this weight and then maybe using that as, like, a weapon Dude. or a means to, like, slingshot yourself over platforms. I
0: love that!
1: And, um, I, I can't remember what happened that, I-, I don't know if it was just Microsoft didn't want to do it or or what, but it never-, it never got further than, like, here's some fun ideas we could do for a sequel.
0: What's really weird is that when, when Rare, the whole acquisition went down, um, it wasn't immediate, but they lost a lot of the creative people that were responsible for making Rare good in the first place. Yep. And it's like, all Microsoft really bought was the IPs, and they didn't necessarily retain all of the talent. I think they didn't really do anything with the IPs either. They Well, they they didn't right away, but it's like, Oh, Rare is a big, good company. Let's buy that. And it's like, okay, we don't really want to make a, a mascot platformer right now. Why don't you work on the Avatar system? Why don't you work on this racing game? And the people that are good at platforming systems are like, okay, I'm going to find work somewhere else because I'm not going to make an Avatar system. Right. Um, And it, it was like, it, it wasn't like something shady went down or they fired all the good guys. It's like the market changed right when Microsoft bought them out. And it was just yeah. this perfect storm of that era is gone. <laughs> and well, it's, it's weird like, though
1: because then they came back to do ukulele uh, because there was a lot of rare devs in that team, right? Like that was the whole point: is hey, we're getting the gang back together and doing a mascot platformer like what we used to do.
0: Yeah. The and the trick there, it's the same good. as Mighty Number no. Nine, where they got the creator of Mega Man, and he's like, "I will make my own game," and it was awful. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't know how to budget for game.
1: I mean, I think that kind of comes down to it is when they go, we can do this. We have full creative control. We can do anything we want. And it's like you don't have that editor to tell you no when you're making a bad decision.
0: And really just the resources. Like, how are you going to test this stuff? Like, there's, there's so many boring and expensive aspects. Like, people really hate EA for being the big company. But at the same time, if it wasn't EA, a lot of stuff wouldn't get made at all. Sure. Um, I mean, we had that
1: problem with uh, the land of glass. It's like, okay, we made this thing. We have to test this. Um, Ideally, we would test it with like 100 people because we want to find all the bugs. In the real world, we have like five friends between us. We'll get them to test it and hopefully find all the bugs. And then if people find some, they can email us.
0: Yeah, but like on top of that, it's like you're doing all the writing and all of the music. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, normally that's like several people's jobs. Yep. Um, you know, it's like, and there's... that was a
1: criticism is that we didn't have enough songs in the game, and it's like we didn't have time to make more. Is that really a criticism? Yeah, people got mad because if you die a lot, you hear the same music over and over, and so okay. people got a little upset that because it it, it it will grow repetitive if you're not good at the game, which most people aren't because it's a weird gameplay loop. And it never um, struck
0: me that way, and I died and... a lot.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's, that was definitely a handful of complaints I saw. Or the, the same complaint that showed up a few times is that the, the music felt like it got really repetitive after spending, you know, an hour on a level that probably should have taken half an hour.
0: Hmm. But speaking of making music...
1: Yes, music! So, I have did a thing I've been really meaning to do for a while now, and that's um buy a guitar mod or a guitar uh, virtual instrument for FL Studio, which is what I used to make music in. So I bought Shreddage 2, which is, um, of all the guitar mods out there that's, like, I guess kind of in the middle, there's some really, like, $500 ones that I'm not gonna go near, and then there's some cheaper ones that I feel like I can do better than that. So Shreddage 2's in the middle at, like, 140 bucks, And I was like, okay, this is this is in my budget, I've I wanted to buy this for, like, a year and a half now, and I haven't had the excuse to, and now I do. And, holy shit, was getting this thing working just, just the worst. First. It comes zipped in a goddamn WinRAR file, and I don't know why. Like you know, it came in three WinRAR files. They they split it up into three, and it's like, motherfucker! I no one uses WinRAR anymore. It's 2018. When's the last time you used WinRAR?
0: Um, yesterday.
1: Bullshit. Okay. Okay, I, I'm calling you. I'm calling you out on that lie because there's no way that's true.
0: Which one is but, winrar? Um is that like winzip? Yeah. I thought they were the same thing.
1: Yeah, it's a .rar file and then yeah. so you open it with winzip.
0: Yeah, I was on <laughs> Yeah, I was I was pulling a lot of um texture rips from some games cuz I was making something on Second Life last night.
1: Why do people still use it then? I feel can't, you can just right click and zip things into a zip file, and then anybody with Internet Explorer or, or Windows Explorer can open that.
0: Well, it doesn't compress it as much. Oh.
1: I don't know. I feel like if you have a website and you're selling a, a product for $140, they, the, the splitting hairs of megabytes of over compression shouldn't be a problem. Like, especially well, we're also if, like,
0: looking at, like, this was effective back in the 90s with, like, 90s-era internet speeds. Yeah. Right now, it's like, we have the hard drive, we have the bandwidth.
1: It's fine. So, I mean, I had to fucking go download goddamn WinZip for the first time in, like, a decade. And I like how that program really hasn't changed at all. It still opens up and it's like, hey, this is a trial, you should buy this, but you, get, you can use it a couple times for free. And then it's like, yeah, I'm gonna use it a couple times for free. So I use it the first time and unzip everything. Then I uninstall it, and it turns out I forgot to unzip something else. So I had to fucking reinstall it. And then it was just like, y- you gotta, you gotta make an account and, and, and pay monies. And it's just like, no, I'm not gonna do that. You, you fucker. And then I, I, I opened the last thing, and and so when I uninstalled it, it was like, oh, we're sad to see you go. Why are you leaving? And I wrote because it's 2018. I just, it just blows my mind that that thing's still around at all. So I get this uninstalled and, and, and unzipped, and it's like, cool, I can use this now. No, I can't. I have to download a plugin to load it into so I can bring it into my, my uh, FL Studio. Like, fuck. So I go and I download another program. I was like, okay, I got this. I open that up, I install it, it's like, okay, this is how I do it. Click on load library. No, I need another program for that. I can't just load it in. I have to download a loader for the loader. So I downloaded like four fucking programs last night to get this $100 piece of software to work. And I was so angry. (laughs) But then I got it working and it's like, oh my god, it sounds so much better than what I was using. I'm so happy I have it. But holy shit. Why? why are things so complicated? Like, everything needs to have a fucking app, and everything needs to have a, a hub world so you can download other things into it, and you can open all your programs in this program now, and it's like... I just I just want the one. It's why I refuse to download EA Origin, because I don't want another Steam on my computer. I have the one Steam, now I have Blizzard thing. And I, I hate that I have two. It is it's really frustrating. That's how I, how I got new guitars. That's cool. You timed cool. that really well. The beer open.
0: Um, that's a good story, man.
1: I don't know. I, I thought it would be a funnier story, and then it turns out <laughs> it was kind of a frustrating story. <laughs> no, we were on an adventure. It's just like it's like I'm paying. I'm paying a decent amount of money for this piece of software. I expect it would just, you download the one thing and it works, right? Like, like that's usually how software works. Well, it's like, Adobe shit's not like that anymore. You have to download the Adobe Creative Cloud, act as a hub for all of the Adobe products you might one day buy. And also, you can't don't buy like them
0: anymore. You have to buy a subscription to them.
1: Right. And, and I mean, I, I, I have Adobe at a trial for Photoshop on my computer right now because I wanted to make a logo for my band. That's just me. And I know, every time I open that fucking thing up, it's, you know, all this all this shit I don't want to deal with. I just, it's like, no, I know how to use Photoshop. I, I just want to make this thing and then save it and then uninstall all this garbage. And I know it's not going to let me do that easily because my fucking trial for Premiere Elements is still on my fucking hard drive. And that expired a long time ago and I can't make it go away. Because something is broken. It's like, every program has a goddamn uninstaller now, because it won't uninstall itself, and it's like, fuck off! Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to get angry. uh, I'm I'm over it now. I might uh, need to leave and get another drink in, like, ten minutes, though.
0: (laughs) 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 So anyways, long story short, this is Opinions Are Cheap, with Cameron and Chad. Oh, fuck,
1: we forgot to introduce ourselves. Hello, everybody. I'm the Chad one. Um, I like... My name is a meme now, apparently. like It's like, oh man, look at all those Chads walking around. What's
0: well, like a three-year-old meme. I know,
1: but I still see it once in a while, and it's just like, what'd I do?
0: Um, You're better at everything. That's literally what the meme is.
1: I thought it was like a white insufferable douche.
0: No, he's like successful at everything.
1: Oh. I'm, I'm...
0: He has good posture, and girlfriend likes him. And he has self confidence, and then the the virgin doesn't, and he slouches.
1: I feel like uh, I don't apply to this meme. Then, whatever, my my woes aside, how how you doing?
0: Ah, what was <laughs> a? Oh, what am I doing? Whoa! So I watched this movie. I don't okay. remember what it was called. But it was about it was the the Wizard of Oz, but instead of going to like instead of learning a lesson about yourself, uh she learns a lesson about Jesus. Cuz it was put on by some sort of like weird like Christian high school. Huh. And it's it's edited so amazingly poorly that i can't understand what's going on because the the dorothy character is like disinterested in everything going on okay and everyone else is like uh they're doing impressions of the classic movie and and it's almost like is dorothy even like is she just practicing her lines is does she not want to be here i'm confused
1: better or worse than fateful findings
0: uh worse oof it's like <laughs> there's a, she arrives in oz and she's like wow my pet bird we're here um i don't know where this is and then like Glenda shows up and she's like are you a good christian or a bad christian and she's like, well i go to church on sundays i don't know and then like satan shows up He's like would you like a cigarette and she's like no like, yeah and he disappears and then she bumps into the scarecrow, and the scarecrow's like, do you think the wizard could give me some faith? Because I don't have any. And I had to turn <laughs> the video off. <laughs>
1: I've, did I talk about this last week? No, no, this is completely new. This sounds like a really
0: weird, surreal thing that you would accidentally find. It's great, dude. I couldn't get through it. And that's, for me, that's exciting. This is an exciting new feeling that I couldn't finish a video.
1: I cringed out of a video. I, I sent it to you the other day, the each Juggalo thing. I don't know if you watched that.
0: Is that the one with his daughter? Yeah, yeah. I I'm a little confused. Did he not understand what he was buying when he bought the poor quality suit?
1: I don't know. Like, like, I like, wonder was if there was fast... like, pictures that were like misrepresent re- yeah. misrepresenting it's like, it. Or... Was there
0: false advertising, or did he like give his daughter like, okay, here's the three thousand dollars, and then the suit wasn't good, so he's like, well, I want to buy a real suit. Yeah, like, okay, are are we taking it out on this guy because he's bad at making fursuits, or are we taking it out on him because he's actually like fraudulent? I'm not sure. So I I don't know. Uh listeners at home, make sure you look up Insane Clown Posse Furry Controversy.
1: I don't and the thing is, is I don't know if Violent J would allow that nuance to affect him. Because his stage name is Violent J.
0: I like how on the comics podcast you're like secretly like, accidentally making everyone else into a furry. Yeah. And it's really funny to me.
1: I, 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 I enjoy it. I don't know when I... I don't know what happened to me. I've always been on, like, the periphery of the fandom, because it's like, oh, another nerd culture. And these people are generally nice enough, like, you know, it, it, it's people to talk to in a Discord or whatever.
0: So here's my problem. I really really loathe labels Mm -hmm. because that's how i was raised like non-stop by my schools and my parents and tv it's like labels are bad and at some point when i was a teenager and i got on the internet everyone's like i have my label and if you don't respect my label then you're oppressing me and it's like i don't i don't think there's anything good or bad about furries and I feel like if you say, that guy's a furry, then everyone has opinions about him already. It's like, yeah, that's why labels are bad. If yeah, no, I, I find I Bugs Bunny attractive, I don't want to label about it. I just like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean?
1: Yeah. No, no, it's true. I, I, I feel like nothing is ever as rigid as a, as a label is going to be anyways. Like, you're going to fall in and out, you know. Like, a label is like a zone, But most people are never going to be locked in that zone. They're going to be hanging out on one edge or the other, or both. And,
0: and you know, not to get into politics, but, like, specifically about furries, um, a large chunk of the furry community is really, like, um, Mm pro-LGBTQ crowd. But there's also that part of the furry community that's, like, literal Nazis,
1: Yup, I've seen the first fursuits. They got the armbands and the little swastikas. And and
0: what gets me is, these two subjects are unrelated, and neither of them have anything to do with, um, well, the, the sex stuff has less to do with the government. But for some <laughs> reason, the LGBTQ stuff gets put on the left side of the spectrum, and Nazi stuff gets put on the right side of the spectrum, but for some reason, all furries are considered one thing. And that's why I don't like labels, because if someone like if I introduce myself as a furry, they're going to think that I'm either gay or a Nazi or a gay Nazi. And they just don't know what to do and they just won't associate with me.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And
0: it's like that's that's my point when I say I don't like labels because they they come with too much baggage every single time, regardless of the, the I don't even like the word gamer anymore. That's turning into a label.
1: No, it is, and in, like, and every time I hear the word gamer, I think of like a complete asshole online who's just like, "Oh man, Bioware pissed me off. I'm gonna threaten their lead writer. I'm gonna go rape and murder her."
0: Or like, like or even YouTuber or yeah. influencer, and it's like, you know, no, stop saying things.
1: Influencer is a shitty thing because it 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 sounds like it sounds very dystopian. Yes, doesn't it? And then also, it's like, <laughs> no, that dude's just a douchebag from Sweden who plays video games. He, he shouldn't be anything but, like, an entertainer. Like, the idea that he's influencing people to go do one thing or another terrifies me because he's an idiot.
0: What's an entertainer? Is that someone that brings someone joy, or is it just a stripper? Why I mean, not well, both? I mean, Yackety, yeah, it's the say, stripper. do.
1: No. <laughs> Strippers can bring joy.
0: They I wouldn't often. find any joy out
1: of a stripper, though, Like, so that wouldn't be entertaining to me. That would just be like, oh, please get me out of here.
0: How would a furry stripper work? Do they take the suit off or do they wear clothes over the suit?
1: I think they'd have to wear clothes over the suit.
0: Cuz I think it would be really funny if someone organized like a a a furry strip club, like if if furry became mainstream enough that there was like an openly furry club in some city. I'm really curious like what are the logistics about it?
1: So, here's the funny thing. Because you know the the whole the the fursuits with the strategically placed holes for the fucking right.
0: Yeah, I guess that's a thing, right?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if you've ever seen like a, a, someone in a fursuit with his dick out. No. But the the okay, so the the funny thing about that is like no matter how big your your dick is, all of that extra padding and fur is gonna make it look
0: really tiny. Yeah, it's kind of the 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 problem I imagine. Like, why yeah, even bother?
1: It, so it's like it's not attractive for already a dozen reasons, but then you add another one. <laughs> the internet's a mistake. I've seen things I, I didn't want to see. What were we going to talk about tonight? Di- I think we are going to talk about Star Wars.
0: Okay, so I want to talk about <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Can I get another drink real quick? Yeah, go get a Star Wars. I'll, I'll do the warm-up here. There's okay, a- I'll be right back. Go do your thing, baby. (claps) Hello. Okay, so there is this really clever uh email gathering scam called remakethelastjedi.com. Yes, and I'm aware of this. It, it it's like it's it's disguised itself like it's a Kickstarter or something to fund a second filming of Star Wars episode 8 that's written by the community instead of by a director that people have suddenly decided they don't like. hmm And it's just, it's such a man baby childish thing that's kind of funny, and it's been, like, I've, I've become slightly obsessed with the idea of remaking 8. Sure. Which is funny, because I think you and I are both kind of on the record as not being that unhappy with it in the first place. I think,
1: I actually think Eight's a pretty good movie. There's problems with it structurally, um, but on the whole, I think... Its emotional core is really good, What it, its action sequences are really good, and, I, and I'm still on board as Kylo Ren is, like, the best villain in Star Wars.
0: I really just want to do, like, an editing pass, but overall, it's like, no, it's fine. It, it's it's Star Wars. I don't know how these people are so worked up about it. Um, I get not liking it, but the way that people are acting like their childhood's literally being erased from the fabric of the timeline... So-
1: did this happen with uh, the prequels? Because I know people didn't like the prequels, but well, I was a little kid when they came out, and so I liked them, and I didn't hear people bitch about them until, like, way after.
0: So there's... I think there's two factors. Um, The first factor is when the prequels came out, they were separated by, like, three years at a time, and we weren't getting a Star Wars movie every single year, so I think some people are getting tired. Yes. Um, But also... How to put this? Back then... The internet wasn't, like, part of everyone's life at all the time. That's true. And the internet, collectively as a whole, was not nearly as entitled as we are now.
1: It's funny, because I feel like it was just as mean.
0: Oh, it was just as mean. But the thing is, you could say... uh, Okay, you just saw The Phantom Menace, and you don't like it. So you go home, and you go to your blog, and you say... Uh, George Lucas is, is such a failure of a human being that he sh- doesn't even deserve to breathe the same air on our planet. If he, he should go to his CGI planet that he thinks is real and suffocate on it. And it's like an anger directed at a person. Mm-hmm. But now you get home from the last Jedi, and it's like this does not meet my fan fiction that I wrote last year, predicting how the movie would go i I need to know Snoke's origin story because it because he died that invalidates the entire series, and it it becomes about me, sure so there's there's problems with the prequels and and the the collective internet opinion is that the prequels are bad. And there's people that have like edited the three movies into one movie. That's better to them. And yep. people have, have also relied heavily on the expanded universe book. So they say, well, I like this prequel book that was written before the movie. Um, you should all read this book instead. And like, they enjoy that instead of complaining about episode one as much. Right. For whatever reason, The Last Jedi just really triggered so many people. It's crazy. And so the idea of someone saying, we should fund a second movie and remove The Last Jedi from canon. It's just so entitled and such a... I can't... I'm having trouble thinking of new words besides childish.
1: I I mean, I I feel like there's... To me... To make this fit with my psyche, I almost have to think it started off as someone trolling Twitter, and then people took it seriously and it blew up. Like I just can't fathom like someone being like, "This is a good idea. This will work," because there's no way like it. it
0: so, anyways, not going to. It's not. It, I don't think it's a troll. I think they're literally. It, it, have you been to the website? I have not. If you go there, there's this whole pitch about how they're going to make a movie that everyone likes, including mm-hmm. people that like the last Jedi. Like it, it, it's a, li- a thing that's literally not happened since the first Star Wars movie. Sure. Um, but also it's not even an actual like money th- like with Kickstarter you pledge money.
1: This you like you you pledge that you're going to pledge money.
0: Well, you you leave your name and email address on a Google Doc form. So you're just giving away your information
1: at that point, then.
0: Someone very clever out there is collecting a lot of emails that they're going to sell off to somebody for for mm-hmm. advertising. Wonderful. It's really funny. I, everyone that signs up on that website gets what they deserve. It's hilarious.
1: The thing is, it's like, when Facebook does it, I feel like that's a little more invasive, because I feel like there's, there's an understanding between me and Facebook that my information is <laughs> not private, but not open to everybody. Whereas this, you're just giving it away. But maybe now that I say that, I feel like it's probably <laughs> the exact same thing.
0: Ooh, it so all just horrible. Anyways, I, when the when the last Jedi first came out, I was thinking about how I might re-edit things, and the way people were complaining. Like as a fun thought exercise, it's like, well, how would I have written it? Because this is really hard. Like I wouldn't want the pressure of having to make Episode Eight. You know? No. Uh, but I actually I've done a lot of thought about it like what my version of an episode 8 would be like this character should go on this arc and this character should go on this arc and I noticed a trend not only in my own approach but in the approach of others everybody wrote character arcs and no one wrote plot and oh, really? one of the complaints about Last Jedi was that there's not really much of a plot it's just like an excuse for these characters to go through character arcs that they then don't like
1: I wish... <clears throat> People would understand that plot is the least important part of a story. It can be. Character and world building are always the most important part because they're the most tangible thing. Like, you want to relate relate to characters. You want to see them evolve and grow and feel like people. What they're doing is largely not as important as as how they're doing it. Um, And that's the same with the world. Like, you want the world to feel real and, like, this is a place people could live in. This is a place with rules and, and, and tangibility that makes sense. What goes on in the place isn't as important as how uh, built the place is. And and so all of these people bitching about plot holes and plot in Star Wars, it's always, to me it was just like, you guys are missing the entire point of like what makes good storytelling. It is really frustrating.
0: Yeah, and it's another... Um, have you heard about this Guild Wars 2 thing? Uh, no. So, uh one of the, the, like, the senior writers for Guild Wars 2 got fired. And, um, it's because she was getting a lot of, like, abuse on Twitter for being a woman and gamers and stuff. So, it's that kind of thing. And okay. she's getting tired of it. And then this guy, like, some player just says, like, th- there's a discussion about, um, some kind of complicated... Uh, like the way the storytelling works in the game is depending on how you make your character, you can actually pick like a personality trait. So like Mm -hmm. if you're extra aggressive, then that unlocks certain dialogue choices once in a while. Okay. Where your character kind of says something else. And sometimes that means you get extra treasure or you make a shortcut in the dungeon or like little things. It's not a huge gameplay element. But someone was talking about how difficult it is to write a coherent character that sometimes has these emotional outbursts. That almost don't fit the rest of the character. Okay. That, that makes sense. Some guy on Twitter said, like, well, why don't you just write it like blah blah blah? And she, like, exploded on the guy. Like it was the he was the biggest idiot in the world for suggesting something like like she needs to be told how to do her job and blah blah blah. And he why doesn't he just get a job writing for the major company because he hasn't earned it yet and blah blah blah. And so, like, for some reason, immediately uh the company fired her hmm which was it seems grossly uh way overkill given <laughs> right. the situation
1: like like people have bad days and i feel like the problem with twitter is your bad day can easily go on the internet for everybody to know to know you're having a bad day
0: yeah but it's also the it, it wasn't like the official guild wars 2 twitter account either it was like her personal account that somebody was like harassing her on okay and so what what what's kind of funny to me is that for some reason and when what really happened was she exploded on the guy and then like a reddit community for Guild Wars 2 said they're going to boycott the the game until um they they do something about it or whatever and it's like there were a lot of people defending his uh it wasn't even a critique it was like a suggestion okay um but for some reason, so many people are willing to defend this, like, amateur approach from someone who's not a professional in the field in the same way that it's like, well, why don't we just make guns illegal, and then there won't be guns anymore? <laughs> and it's like, well, it's complicated. Let's have an actual talk about it. It's like, no, just do it. it! Where it's like, okay, there's a disconnect here where we're not on the same level. And for some reason, like, people can watch a marvel movie and go why didn't they just write thanos so that he clicks his heels together that would have made me happier and it's like no one cares what would make you happier this is true uh, uh... yeah that's um that's interesting i almost kind of want to look into that just to see the specifics but yeah it's worth looking into but it's also just it's it's super bizarre like people are theorizing that maybe there was another reason she was fired and they just needed an excuse because it yeah, seems w- so overboard.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if that was maybe the case. But I, I have I have no idea. And like I said, I, I haven't seen the, the interaction. I do know that the complaint seems valid. Like, if you're trying to write a specific kind of character, but you have to throw in these weird emotional outbursts for gameplay reasons, to make that cohesive would be really fucking hard to do.
0: It is. And I, 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 one person put it this way. It's one of the biggest challenges that they've had for the gears that the game has been running. And if there was an easy fix, then they would just do it. Sure. So when the guy gives like one example of, well, what if you just do it like this? It's almost like saying, did you try unplugging it and plugging it back in? <laughs> and not to demean where he's coming from, because it's like total genuine just suggestion. And maybe he didn't sure. deserve to be attacked about it.
1: No, and, I, I, like, she it didn't doesn't, like if he wasn't harassing her, her, if he was just like, what about this? You know, then was, he's just yeah. trying to be helpful. And it was enough.
0: more, like, other people harassing her, oh. and then this brought up more controversy around it, and people were citing, like, her outburst as an example for why the harassment is justified, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, that's horrible. No,
1: harassment isn't ever jo- just harass people. Not nice.
0: Or do I don't care?
1: Yeah, I guess I don't really give a shit either.
0: So (laughs) I want to ask you, how would you write Star Wars Episode Eight?
1: So, one of my problems with Star Wars Episode Eight, which sucks because it is kind of a plot issue, but it's the way the movie is set up.
0: I forgot to mention one thing Hmm. when I when I thought of this episode. Um, I don't, I don't mean to rewrite Episode Eight. I mean Episode Seven just finished, and now it's your job to write the sequel. Oh. Oh,
1: shit. Okay, I'm, well, I haven't seen episode 7 in a while. That's the one
0: with Rey in it. Yes. And she's really cute. Yes. And that's the one with um, with Han Solo shows up, and mm-hmm. he's really cute. And he dies. Oh, no.
1: How would I... How would I... Because they, they basically blew up Death Star 2.0. Yes. Okay, and then... They have to find Luke they don't have to find Luke.
0: They're told that they have to find Luke. And it's not really explained why either.
1: I, w- I would think my episode 8 might not actually have Luke in it at all.
0: Well, they find Luke at the end, though. It it ends on this stupid cliffhanger where she oh, finds fuck. Luke. Oh,
1: Okay, so he has to be in it.
0: Yeah, the- honestly, my one complaint with 7 is that last scene. And I think my biggest complaint with 8 is the last scene. Like, just cut those.
1: Yeah. Hmm. I don't... Do you have notes you wrote? I'm sure you wrote down a bunch of notes. You usually do that for a podcast. So
0: this is how I picture the first opening scene going. Okay. There's the opening crawl. <laughs> and it talks about how uh, after the Starkiller base was exploded and the, the Republic leader planet has been exploded, it's like both sides are basically struggling to hold on to what they have in the galaxy. And so there's the there's the resistance and there's the First Order but basically all of their manpower and like their biggest hitters are completely removed from the the playing board now. So what's happening is some planets because the galaxy's just too big they're starting to just kind of rebel and like they want their own government like they, they're tired of the resistance they're tired of the First Order they're gonna take care of themselves. Okay, on their terms. I like that. That leads to some okay situations, and then some violent situations. And so basically, the Republic and the First Order are vying for control, and the galaxy is getting a much more dangerous place for anyone.
1: I like this. This is a good setup.
0: So however that's written better, the scroll <laughs> finishes, and it pans down through the stars to see a, a First Order ship. Um, and a couple of Tie fighters just kind of like they're on patrol and they buzz by, and then on the ship there's like a giant like explosion in one of the hangars, and it cuts to like a hallway with like fire and smoke coming out of it, and out of the smoke Ray and Luke are like running down a hallway and they're like arguing about like why did you do that? Like, you said you needed a distraction. Well, not like that. Ah! And they're being shot at, and they're having a little, like Star Wars adventure. And they run down the hallway and they, they fight a couple stormtroopers and. And Ray like pushes him over, and Whoa! and Luke comes around he's like this way, and then Ray stops and she, well, no, we can't go that way, and Luke's like no, we have to, and he he grabs her by the by the hand and like pulls her down this dark hallway, um, and then Ray like rips her her hand away, he's like like no, we can't go this way, um, and Luke turns around he's like why not, and then you see a red lightsaber like cut through her chest, <laughs> and it's uh, Kylo Ren's lightsaber. And it, like, it retracts back, and she falls over dead, and Kylo Ren's standing there. And Luke's, like, shocked. You're
1: killing Ray off in the first scene of the of the. And then movie? it's a
0: shot of Kylo Ren, like, looking straight in the camera. And he says, you keep making the same mistakes. And then it cuts to Luke waking up in a cold sweat on that planet. Okay. And he walks can- out of his hut, and, like, he sees Ray sleeping soundly in her hut. And he just, like, watches the water for a little bit.
1: Okay, I'm still on board. I'm still and on board. And it's like you, you know what? It.
0: this This would be a lot of fun to write, but honestly, I don't know where to go after that. This person
1: <laughs> I feel like I feel like my episode eight needs to have two rules. One, I want Bosk in it because I used to have a toy of him, and I think he's cool. He is cool. And two, I want Jar Jar in it because Jar Jar got a bad rap, and I want him to redeem himself. I don't know how he's
0: gonna do that, <laughs> but he's gonna fucking try. Oh, you know. So there was another another like scene that came to mind. Do you remember how at the end of uh, episode seven, um, Finn was fighting Kylo Ren with a lightsaber? Yes. And he got like his his spine cut. Yes. And it's like, what the heck happened with that? And he's just, he's okay. <laughs> Yeah. I, I want him to, like, he's actually, he's got, like, permanent damage. And he needs to have these, like, robot legs that help him walk. That'd be kind of cool. And it's, like, he's basically functional. Like, it's not a big deal. The same as, like, when Luke lost his arm. It's, like, right. it's not but a I big mean, deal.
1: The, you know, there's things that can come up later. Like, oh, one of my robot legs broke. I don't well, oil. That's the
0: thing. I want that set up. And then later, he should, ha- he should have another fight where he's uh, with Phasma. Um, the same way in eight, where it's like they kind of their their paths cross accidentally. Um, and she's she's beyond frustrated because his escape, uh, it's it's literally her failure. Right. So she's taking it personal, and she she wants him taken care of, and so they should have a fight. And at some point, she basically like just bluffs him and makes him trip and she takes her like her spear weapon and like jams it in his back and it shatters like the mechanism so okay. now his legs don't work anymore and she just like pulls that out and he's like he's in pain and he's like crawling on his arms and he can't get up and then and, and like she she says something like um it's like you're broken and you're you belong in the trash and like he should be stuck on like a trash conveyor belt or something and it's like mm-hmm. a, it's like one of these like bond things where the villain leaves for no reason and then he has a cool escape part but okay. it should be this like it should be this really depressing defeat um because this is the act 2 out of 3 right and i want that to be a memorable scene where he's oh. he's cast aside and like he he's failed again but he wants you know to what, rise higher
1: you know what should happen is he gets he he enters another limb and so like he's basically turning into like the reverse vader where he's he's being becoming robotized because of out of of the battles and, and stuff But instead of being, like, the worst, he's, you know, he's still, like, a good guy, and he's like, I'm still gonna overcome this. And so he's just, like, a direct foil to, like, Darth Vader.
0: That could be interesting, too. And then he's
1: gotta fight Kylo Ren, and Kylo Ren's, like, all freaking out. He's like, you look like Vader, but your helmet is white, because
0: you're a good guy. (laughs) And then Finn's there, and he's like, white power. (laughs) (laughs) That would be really funny. Oh, but for not for for bad reasons, we can't have that um, okay, what do you think about Princess Leia? Well know that Carrie Fisher's dead, I feel like we can't give her too big of a part, can we? <laughs> well, I mean episode seven just came out, and we have to write eight. I really like Princess
1: Leia, so I kind of want i i like, like I like Princess Leia in the other movies too like i i there's something about her that's very uh very fun and and kind of empowering, and like she's the badass lady in, in all of
0: this and and She's not what, afraid to get her hands dirty. Really, yeah, what really bugs me is in 7, they barely used her. And then in 8, she was such a better character. Like, they gave her such better lines to work with. And then she spends half the movie in a coma. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you don't have to put her in a coma at all. And, right. and she st- she doesn't have to be the star of the movie. But she could do some good lines and stuff. Like, it, it really... Um, I don't know i I think she would she would still be a real integral part to the story i feel like I feel like if I were to write her, it wouldn't be entirely different than how it actually turned out in eight right um save for one thing just uh because of the like the political nature of um like these these other like systems that are trying to go independent or whatever um I feel like maybe she should have some like frustrations because she believes in the Republic, but at the same time, what she really wants is people to make their own decisions and not have someone telling them what to do. So she's not even sure if she believes in the Rebellion anymore.
1: Oh man, that would be a really good emotional core to this.
0: Yeah, and like navigate through that.
1: You know what else would be cool is because you stripped away basically the big ships, right? So everybody's on the weaker end, and they're trying to have this war over what they should do, and the planets are, are are switching and be like, no, we can do ourselves, and so, it really comes down to, like, a game of, like, chess and political intrigue where you're gonna have, like, people sending in, like, uh, emissaries or whatever to, to planets to try and, um, trick them into doing, like, the wrong thing, or the right thing for the you know, the Republic or the or the New Order um you know, it will be almost like, I don't want to say, like, Game of Thrones be- because that, if, I feel like that gets thrown around a lot, but but really, it's like, okay, you have this planet who are like, we're we're gonna break away, we're not gonna be anything, we're gonna govern ourselves because we're a self-sustaining planet, we can do that. And so then you have, like, a New Order person come down and be like, I'm not from the New Order, but I'm gonna I'm gonna help you because I used to be, or, you know, like, you have all this weird, um, kind of like like Varys and, and Littlefinger and Game of Thrones, where they're, you know, manipulating people to do what they want, and now it's even easier to do because... There was no... The, the structure's breaking apart.
0: I really liked the Phasma book.
1: I didn't read the Phasma book.
0: And her origin story is... Uh, she lived on Mad Max. Oh, really? But without cars. Oh. So just lame Max. No War Boys? No. Boo. And it's this planet where it like food and everything is just so hard to come by. Um, like, even water, I think. And I think there's, like, a disease. There's this weird, like, ritual where they have this medical device where, it, like, it extracts a lot of blood from your system. So when someone's dying, it's this honor that someone takes your blood because they're going to need that as medicine for the rest of the tribe. Okay. And cool. it's, like, it was actually, yeah, it was really neat. And what happens is, like, a First Order ship, like, crash lands on the planet. So... Like, you know, Phasma and some of her friends, like, go to investigate, and they find these First Order Stormtroopers. And it's, like, got a lot of blood. Well, they they have a lot of technology. Like, their armor is, like, shiny. And they have these, like, guns that you don't have to reload. And they have all these, like, weird strategies and weird customs. And they're just, they're all, they act the same. They don't have names. Like, it's so fascinating and weird. And she becomes infatuated with this culture of power. Because she's basically been raised in a culture where it's survival of the fittest. And the first thing she sees when she sees the First Order is not only the fittest, but also survival. Because, like, they have food. And no one starves to death where they come from. And it's like, she basically becomes in love with the idea of being a stormtrooper. Because it's such a life upgrade for her. Okay. And it's like, you know, this is a much more compelling... Story arc than anything we'll ever see a Phasma in any movie,
1: right? Because man, Phasma was barely in Episode Eight, and what what she was in, she was just kind of like almost like the butt of jokes.
0: Almost, you know, like, yeah.
1: She, she got like the, everyone got the best of her, and it's just like, but her armor is cool, but man, she fucking can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, she's supposed to be like imposing, and she's not.
0: It's, yeah, it's such a weird misfire where they they designed this great looking character and they put her in this great position of power and then they don't do anything with her. Yep. And it's it's strange to me. But at the same time I kinda like it because I feel like Boba Fett's oddly overrated the same way. Yes. Like I remember I bought a Captain Phasma action figure before I saw the movie and it's like, you're the new Boba Fett. And then after the movie came out, everyone's like, She didn't even do anything. And it's like, yeah like Boba Fett. <laughs> And I love the actress too. She's the only person from Game of Thrones besides the sh- the short guy that I like. Oh, wow. Well. Because he was in Destiny too. Peter Dinkelberg? Yeah.
1: Dinkelberg. I think that's his last name. Dinklage. Dinklage. I was close.
0: Dinkelberg
1: is from Fairly, Fairly Odd, Odd Parents. Parents. <laughs> Man, I want to watch me some Fairly Odd Parents at some point. Go through the first two seasons of that show.
0: <laughs> We're gonna do a Fairly Odd Parents episode one of these days.
1: Yeah, I have to re I have to rewatch that, and we should do a SpongeBob episode at some point too. Oh, you
0: know what? Let's just do a, like a watch along one. <laughs> I
1: have just... I have SpongeBob.
0: SpongeBob's good too. I love SpongeBob. So I guess the moral of the story is um, it's really hard to write a Star Wars movie. So lay off, you guys. Come on. Yeah, I feel like you.
1: Uh... We have we have some ideas. You had a really good beginning. I, I was enjoying that. But it it's like oh, we have to you'd have to fill 2 hours and you have to include all of the characters. And there has to be a point
0: at some point. I don't know.
1: Like I my thing is like I probably just kill Poe Dameron I think he's annoying. I don't know. Fuck him. Yeah, BB-8 can stick around I like BB-8. But I got to do something with BB-8 and probably c 3PO and fuck r 2 d 2s up and around again like
0: Oh, okay, here's another scene that crossed my mind. Okay. Um. At the end of seven, Snoke, uh, like Snoke gives an order to bring Kylo Ren to him so he can finish his training. Mm-hmm. So the implication is like we're gonna go to his home world and see Kylo Ren training to become a Sith. So okay. I want to actually like live up to that implication, and I want there to be a scene where like Snoke's in his throne room. And there's like guards, but there's also like students standing around. And Kylo Ren looks like really beat up and tired, and he's like his shirt's off, and he's all like sweaty and muscly, and and like he's angry, but he's like really exhausted too. And he has like a metal stick, like it's not a real lightsaber. Um, and I want, I want like there to be, this guy comes up behind him, just like slowly walks up. And he's in like this full like Sith garb, and he and he draws his lightsaber, and Snoke kind of just gives like this really um, avant-garde—not uh, that's not the right word—like um, he doesn't even care, and he just sort of like gives this like w- wavy hand signal, and Kylo Ren turns around to fight him, and he's basically he's fighting a guy with a lightsaber, and he just has a steel rod, and okay. he he bluffs the guy into slicing. And it cuts the rod, so like it's all hot and pointy, and he like jams it through the guy's neck, and and the and the body like falls over, and it should pan over, and there's like five other bodies, and Snoke should say something about like you know, it's like you know if anyone else wants his place, like now's your chance to ask for it. Um, you know Kylo Ren's tired. Are you gonna challenge him? And like none of the other students should move um and then i want kylo to just start approaching the other students and snoke tells him to to like back off and he just doesn't and he takes that steel rod and he just like literally kills all of them like they have to start defending themselves and like i almost he- think okay i'm
1: on board until that bit i feel like everything about the sith my problem with them is like they're too evil and they're too dark and and I remember there's like a comic book where like it was like Lord Vader gets his lightsaber for the first time and it's red because it's in pain and it doesn't like him and all this other just edgy stupid shit. And so I feel like I like the idea of what you did there like the fight and like he's got to like defend himself with with a weapon that sh- he he's should lose the fight. I think that's cool. But then you, when you when you start tilting into like oh now he's got he's going to murder a bunch of people. I feel like that goes it goes too dark to almost like the point of like parody on this Good versus evil thing.
0: Well, see, that's what I want, because I want Snoke to be very disappointed in this, and he's frustrated, because the point is that he wants to, he wants to train more people. And he's, like, telling Kylo Ren to stop. And he gets into this, like, rage, where it's so, like, cartoony, and he's so certain that this is what Darth Vader would have done, and he starts, like, actually tapping into the Darth Vader stuff. Okay. Where it's starting to actually scare Snoke.
1: Okay, that might. Add. Okay, you're bringing it back around again,
0: and no, and I'm again, this again. is like a first draft thing. <laughs> so, like <laughs> some of these things would probably be written a little bit better if we were actually working on a script, right? But it's like I want I want there to be this thing where Snoke's pushing this kid too hard, like after he killed his father, and that wasn't good enough for him, and he just got like embarrassed by a Mary Sue girl, and it's like he's <laughs> he is not satisfied with himself, and it's getting sure. to the point where he's starting to lose faith in Snoke. And, I, and Snoke is such a great villain where he's so creepy and intimidating. And I think the idea of seeing him getting unnerved by the monster he's creating would turn into this interesting Frankenstein thing. Where Yeah. Like, I, I think with Kylo Ren, you either need to, you need to do what Last Jedi did, where you see the humanity still in him. Or you have to really push him off the edge where it's like, you know what? That humanity's gone. It was there sure. and it's really sad that it's gone.
1: No, that, that, that's an interesting thing. I mean, like, negative, negative character development is still character development, and it's still interesting, as long as the character is moving away from where he began into something else. Like, we, we want... Like, the, the point is you want to see some kind of arc. So if the arc is that he's going completely off the fucking deep end, that's fine. As long as, you know, you commit to it. So, yeah, the, I don't know. This sounds like... This would be fun. You know? Uh, this it is This be. is an interesting... This is an interesting writing thing. I kinda wish I had prepared a bit more because you know the, the, I like the whole writing stuff. Writing's fun. Well,
0: I but, wish we uh, didn't talk about furries for half an hour. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so this is a good Star Wars podcast. Make sure to recommend it to Jean Luc. <laughs> I I've gotta tell him we talk Star Wars again. <laughs>
1: and he's um, gonna be disappointed.
0: But you know, one of my favorite episodes is when we did that X file script. Like we, yes. we really should do another like sit down and write a script episode.
1: Yeah. Um, but I really this time you gotta that. choose. Okay, cuz well, well I feel like I chose the Dog Welder one cuz we did that one too.
0: Oh yeah, that was fun too. Uh, this is
1: a good show. I I really I like our writing exercises. They are they are really fun to me.
0: Oh boy. You, you know what we year. should
1: do is Alien.
0: Hmm. I I hesitate cuz I don't know how creative I actually want to get with that franchise.
1: See, uh, that's an interesting point to make maybe one we could have later cuz we're 57 minutes in
0: but we could do something couldn't we would you like to write a sequel to alien or like your own version of an alien story hmm i'd almost if- want to do my own version of it I, I i for some reason i always
1: i'm always drawn to like the comic book portion of it because dark horse owns a property so there's always like an alien series on and most of them are bad and it disappoints me. I'm like, I could write a better Alien comic.
0: What about Alien versus Predator? But Ooh. the Predator is from, like, To Catch a Predator, like, Child Molesters. <laughs> and, <it's just> like- <laughs> and the Predator shows up and is looking for the little chestbursters because he wants to stick his penis in it and use it as a condom. And then, like, an alien comes around. And he's like, he's like, you don't look like you're 15. And the alien's like <laughs> and, this, and then
1: Chris Pratt rides an alien.
0: Oh, dude. It, oh, man. What if Jurassic World, like, what if the next sequel is, hey, we have this genetic technology. Let's make fictional things. Like, we made these made-up dinosaurs. Let's just make an alien. That'd be cool.
1: I kind of like that idea
0: too. <laughs> uh, okay, you know we got some stuff to workshop. Well, we'll yeah, do another we have one ideas. To these I like these. these are um, fun. You want to do a glad space? Yeah, I have a glad space.
1: I recently bought a new pillow. Whoa! I don't know if you have these commercials where you're at, but um, they're because they're, they're made in the Midwest, but it's called yes. My Pillow, and yes! it's like a, kind of a big fat dude with mustache. Yes, I bought one of those. Dude, My Pillow. And it's a really good pillow. It is the best
0: pillow you'll ever it, own.
1: It, it's really, it really is. Like this I was guy a little spent disappointed. his
0: life developing the ideal pillow and actualized it. He did more than either of you and me will ever do in our lives.
1: I know, and it was like sixty dollars on sale, and I was a little sad by that. But then I slept on it for the first time, and I was just like, I was just gone. Oh, and I feel like I sleep pretty well on
0: it. My it's pillow. almost a
1: little too fluffy. Like it, it, it has way more support than any other pillow I've ever had. And then the fluff just doesn't go away because it's made where it's like, no, this will always be fluffy forever until like ten years, and then because when that's when the warranty's over. It's got a ten-year fucking warranty,
0: dude. It's sixty dollars for a good night's sleep for ten years.
1: Yeah, like, like that's that. You're at that point, you're paying like pennies a night. It's it's great. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm I I quite like it. I don't have anything to top that. That was a good one. I, I'm sorry. Um, oh, okay. Everybody, go to YouTube and type in to goof a predator. Oh, God. That's a good one. That sounds...
1: I don't know what that will yield, but I I am boldly clear, curious. It's oh, pretty funny. A, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. You beautiful peoples. Except for you, Richard. Now nah, you're fine. I like you. This is...